Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast, episode 45 for the 4th of Shvat and a leap year. So I want to start off today's episode with a theoretical scenario. Imagine that you had a long lost relative, let's say a long lost aunt. And during her life, you were never very close to her. You didn't really know very much about her. You know, you maybe for circumstantial reasons, you were never able to visit her, at least not as an adult, you know. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, when your aunt passes away, sadly, you find out that she left you a really nice inheritance. And it turns out that she actually knew you a lot more than you knew her. And it turns out that when you were a baby, she actually would visit you all the time and she knew all these things about you and she was actually keeping tabs from you from afar. But you really didn't know anything about her at all. And imagine that together with this inheritance, your aunt left you certain instructions that she wanted you to do, certain things to take care of her belongings or her estate or you know whatever it is. So think about for a moment how you would feel about in this situation. And again, it would be, you know, somebody that you really didn't know very much about. So could you honestly say that the feelings, I'm sure you'd feel something on some level, but would you feel towards this aunt the same overt sense of emotion that you feel towards your parents, let's say, or towards your siblings or towards even very close friends that you know very well? Most probably not, right? Because it's you you actually you never met this person. So it's it's a little it feels she feels a little bit distance distant to you. On the other hand, she, you know, she, she you do feel pretty grateful and you do feel something because wow, she left you this inheritance that's really nice. Would you would you or would you not feel not only obligated but maybe somewhat inspired and motivated to follow the instructions that she gave you to keep to take care of her things her estate most likely I'm assuming if you know if you're a relatively decent person and if you really took the time to think about it you would feel obligated and not only obligated but most likely you'd feel very motivated and somewhat enthusiastic and excited to take care of her things for her right so in today's Tanya, this is exactly the scenario, pretty much, but just in relation to God. So let's get into the text and we'll try to understand how this applies. So today we're starting with chapter 17. And here, the Altar Rebbe begins this chapter by bringing up a verse which he had brought up before. So he cites a verse that comes from Devarim, and this verse in a certain sense could be understood as sort of like the thesis statement for the altar of his entire Tanya. It's a verse that's taken from Devarim chapter 30, verse 14, 
where it says, Ki karov elecha hadavar meod befiha uvilvavcha lasoto, which literally means that this thing is very close to you in your mouth and in your heart to do it. So what is this thing? What does that mean? This thing, you know, serving God, it means it's very close to you in your heart to do it. So seemingly, so, okay, so if we break this down a little bit, and this is what the altar is going to do. This seems, this verse seems a little bit confusing, especially in light of what we've learned so far in the Tanya. What it seems to be saying is that it's something that is very accessible to every person to serve God with our heart. Meaning what we might, we most probably might think that this means is that we would feel this passionate love of God. But however, we've already learned previously, and it's something that we're all very aware of too as humans, we're not really in control of our hearts. We're not really in control of our feelings and our emotions. And it's not very close to us to be able to change our heart, to change our heart's desires from desiring the desires of the world to to loving God and to, you know, desiring God. And this is proven by even it says in the Gemara that serve that fearing God is not a small thing and all the more so loving God. So it's, these are not things to be taken lightly and they're actually very big things, but yet we know that the Torah is eternal. So if that's the case, how is it that, how could, how could the verse in Devarim be telling us that this thing serving God with our hearts is something that's close to everybody? It's, it seems a little bit peculiar. And not only that, as we've already learned that the altar of it had cited other sages with this is that who does have control over their hearts? Only tzaddikim. Tzaddikim are the ones, as we learned, these righteous people, individuals who are few and far between are the ones that have had the ability to transform the desires of their heart from bad to good from you know from desiring things that are not in line with god's will to things that are in line with god's will but this is not something that's accessible for the average person this thing of serving god with our hearts and this is something that's very close to each one of us so the altar gives the answer and he says in order to understand this you actually have to look at the verse a little bit more closely and look at it in a more literal sense. So if you look at it again, let's read it again. It says, Ki This thing is very close to you. In your mouth, in your heart, to do it. And so the Alturbis says explicitly, he focuses in on this word, to do it. So he's saying that what is it that's very close to a person's heart? Is It's very close to them to arouse their heart to the point that it motivates them to practically do the mitzvahs. So it's a very practical type of love that is close to us. And this is a love that is found in the inner recesses of a person's heart. So we're not talking about a type of of love that's revealed and passionate and all of that kind of stuff, but it's actually something that is there contained within the inner recess of our heart. And it's a type of love that motivates a person to keep God's mitzvahs. It's as simple as that. It's a very practically motivated kind of love. And this, he says, is something that is very close to everybody. And it is actually easy for every person to attain. Every person, he says, that has a brain in his mind, in his in his head, anybody with a brain in their head. Why? Because while we may not have control over our hearts, over our emotions, we do have control over our minds. Any sane person is able to control their thoughts. We may not be able to control that initial spark that we said of of the the initial 
you know, thing that comes up into our minds, but we have the choice what to do with that. We have the choice what we want to focus on, what we want to meditate on, what we want to contemplate on, where we want our minds to go. And thus, because we have that ability and we have that, that, uh, that power, we can take that power and we can take our minds and we can choose to meditate upon God. And if we choose to meditate upon God and we, and met, and then we meditate upon the greatness of God and how, how great God is, this will lead to this love that we have to, to keep, to cleave to God and to keep his mitzvahs and his Torah. So once again, so just to reiterate this, this is the end of this section is what the altar Rebbe is basically saying is don't understand this verse of that, you know, this thing is very near to you to serve God with your mouth and with your heart to mean that you, it's very easy and accessible for everybody to feel this feeling of passionate, you know, revealed love in their heart for God. That's not what it's talking about. What it's saying is that what is accessible to every single person is this is to be able to arouse this level of love to the point that it will lead them to serve God. It's a very practical type of love. And the way that a person gets there is by taking control of their mind and making a choice to meditate upon God to the point that they realize how great God is and that will lead them to want to do his will. And so to bring it back to, to, to our initial example with the long lost aunt, it's the same idea. If you were to get this inheritance from your aunt that you never met, that you didn't know anything about, I don't think anybody would expect you to feel consciously this passionate love towards her on the same level that you might towards somebody you know, you do know on a very intimate level. On the other hand, once you become aware of the fact that, you know, this person left you an inheritance and wow, that's, that's a really nice person. And, you know, maybe you start to learn a little bit more about her and you find out that she was actually a really kind and good person. And you, you realize her greatness in this intellectual way you still may not feel this like intimate feeling with her because you never met her. However, you most likely will feel enough that that will motivate you to do what she asked of you to take care of her estate, to take care of her things or, you know, whatever it is. So I hope that made things a little bit more understandable and that that was clear. And we'll continue with this chapter tomorrow. Uh, and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.